0: So if you could uh, look back on your younger self or selves as a couple, is there any counsel that you'd give? And where I'm coming from or the big idea kind of shaping that is we're all being sanctified, formed into the image of Christ. So none of us has arrived this side of heaven, right? So what advice, counsel, and I'm not saying like self-help tips, but I'm saying like the beauty of the gospel applied in your life what counsel would you give your younger self? What comes to mind? Maybe have that sweet DeLorean on Back to the Future and you could go back in time. Much
1: uses our peaks and valleys, our seasons of disobedience, our seasons of doubt. I mean, all these things he uses to shape us. Mm-hmm. And and yet yet also, I, I, can, I can I really do understand the spirit of the question because... Because I want to know from somebody who is a further down the road, you know yeah. tell me what tell me what what has helped you to love God
0: mm-hmm.
1: tell me what has helped you to um, to be a student and and foster the love of God's word right and so I think that that my answer is th- th- here's what I mean by it's tricky in that that like, it, it's a bit anecdotal to my story. Okay. And so I know for me, at a very early age, I was aware that I did not have any conspicuous skill sets. <laughs> and, and it was That's really, a great line, conspicuous skill sets. And, and and that really haunted me even into my early adulthood. And, hmm. and uh, I mean, I, I remember being a... Probably a middle school kid and, and even into high school, thinking there's no way I'm going to get married and have a family because I'm not good at the obvious categories that the school mm. <laughs> system provides for you to grow and nurture your, you know, your academic and and your mind, and so. Um, but God was so faithful to me and patient with me, and so I I imagine that that there are some young boy and young girl out there who might sort of be in that same situation where they just don't know they don't know what life is going to be like after high school or yep. after college or even going into college and so the way it looks for looked for me is more by deduction hmm. and meaning i i mean i i was a janitor i cleaned carpets i delivered pizza you know, I, I did a lot of different things, and then and then I had to grow up real quick because I got married at 21, yeah. and so I I had to do things that I not 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 only did I not like, but I didn't think I was that good at, and that's a double burden for a young man is mm-hmm. to is to go through a season of work and labor that I mean it's one thing to sort of you know kind of power through what you don't like, but what if you don't think you're really good at it? Yeah. So. So my like encouragement is to is to trust god try lots of things uh and god as my as amy has said he's weaving a story in your life and it god's path from a to b to c is rarely straight amen and and i would encourage my younger self to not take yourself so seriously, and that some of the best stories in life are, th- in fact, most of the best stories are with struggle. Yeah. And you are in a struggle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, And again, this is a 51 year old guy looking back, and it is a glorious struggle to try and figure out what you're good at, what you like, and yeah. still get up and go to work and provide for your family.
0: Can I have you come over and talk to my sons and share what you just shared? Because that is dripping with wisdom and practical. I'm living that right now. That's good stuff, thank you,
2: yeah. The world does not value the same things that Christ values, and we Mm -hmm. get that mixed up so much, you know? We get worried about the things that the world values. Now there's some practical things you gotta do, make a living and things like that, but... um, I think I would say to my younger self, you, Jesus is where it's at. He will never ever fail you. Hmm. He will, the world has nothing to offer you of any lasting value. Um, Christ is worth giving your life for and following passionately. And I think, like, the more I'm around people that exude that, how encouraging that is for me mm. as a person. You know, you have people in your life that are like, oh, man, I want to be like that. They're just, like, this kind of faith that they're they're praying big prayers and they're, you know, it's so encouraging to be around people like that. And um, But, yeah, I think that's probably what I would say to my younger self mm. is that, you know, it's not really about you.
0: <laughs> Amen.
2: It's really not about you. Um but Christ is doing a big thing. He's weaving a big story, and you're a, you're a small part of it, so how can you be faithful?
0: That's good.
1: I, I thought of another thing just hearing you talk on. When it is impossible not to be affected by the world and what, what the world says is successful. And, and what's really difficult is that there is bona fide success that is not In competition with the biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's tricky and it requires wisdom and it requires just life living life and I don't I don't I don't say that in a patronizing way to the younger Rick right or we say to the younger Amy but just to um, just to encourage myself to lead my heart not let my heart lead me Hmm. Um, because There is so many things in the world that are attractive. Yep. So many things. Yep.
0: How would you, so you've shared, and knowing you guys a little bit, you were parents, you've launched your kids, congratulations, what counsel would you give those at Gresham Bible Church who do have kids, right? Maybe young ones, toddlers all the way up through high school or into college, just what are some things you've learned and how the kind of church we want to be is. It's okay to talk methods here and there, but that's not really what we want to talk about. We want to really focus in on principles. So what counsel would you give principles of parenting that maybe you've seen and thought, yeah, we're so glad we did that? Or maybe you thought, oh, wow, we missed something there. Just any counsel you would give those for those with still kids in
2: their house. Um, there's a lot of things that, obviously, as a parent, you look back on and go, oh, man. Because we were such young parents. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, we would, we, you know, we would maybe – there are things I know now that I, I wish I could implement back then, but um, that just that's just not the way it works <laughs> as parents. Um to our g b c parents, I would say, you guys are in the toughest season of life mentally, physically it's it's a lot of work raising children, and just I just want to acknowledge that and say, you know, good on you, keep mm-hmm. keep on keeping on um I think the best thing that we can do for our children is to walk closely with Christ and to have a faith that is. Um, authentic and lived out in the home by, you know, when you sin against your kid, asking for um, forgiveness, things like that. You know, I, I really think our kids—they're so smart. They mm-hmm. they see the inconsistencies in our lives, you know. And so, if you're a Sunday Christian and all you do is go to church, um, that's gonna—they're gonna see through that, right? Yep. So. Um, if you want to, your kids to to fall in love with Jesus, be growing in your own, you know, faith. Um, I'd also say, and there were times we were, you know, better at this than others, but I would say that one of the things that um, I think is really important is to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult because it takes time to sit down with your spouse and kind of make a plan or talk about your children and say, wow, you know, this is what this child is really going through. How can we pray for this child? What strengths or weaknesses do they have? That kind of a thing. Or, you know, making a a plan for some family time in the word or whatever. Um, But life goes so fast. And if you don't, kind of be intentional about it, then it just flies by and you're just reacting. Right. Instead yep. of being proactive. So even if it's not perfect, even if you're bumbling along, and you really don't even know, you know, what to do. Um, I would say it's really helpful to just be intentional. Rick and I did a lot of like people that were ahead of us in different stages of life, you know, actually even when my girls were like in high school and I could see like the emptiness coming, which was slightly terrifying for me because <laughs> I going mean, I love Rick and all, but I really liked parenting and I really loved yeah. having my girls at home and raising kids, you know? And so, um, I had some ladies over to the house that were kind of in that season of emptiness and just were like, okay, tell me how to do this. Mm-hmm. What did you do? And what do you wish you would have done? And, um, so good to glean wisdom from others, you know, ahead yes. Of you. Love
0: that. Yeah. That's so wise yeah
1: yeah i i would add um guys don't be blockheads (laughs) Uh, we are commanded to uh, live with our wives in an understanding way and that includes but extends to how do we be better dads yes god's wired women in a way that is unique and it's it's a design feature not a bug and i Standard disclaimers, of course I didn't execute this perfectly, but I just remember there were a few times where Amy pulled me aside and said, here's, here's an adjustment, you know. And, <laughs> you know or, or take fill-in-the-blank out for ice cream. You know, she just needs a little more daddy time, you know. Yeah. And, um, the other thing is, I think overarching what I've clung to is that love covers over a multitude Amen. of hmm. Mistakes, um, sins—you know, things that just you should did that you didn't do. So, um, and I and I would I would add exactly what Amy said about um, this idea of living authentic Mm -hmm. in an authentic way before your children. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's I think there's there's a ditch on both sides of that. There's the false bravado. There's the eye-catching tri- type of parenting or Christianity that your kids see right through it. Mm-hmm. And so um, at the same point, I, you know, there's there's boundaries. Like the way you relate to a 5-year-old is different than you relate to an 18-year-old. And it's just, it's yep. not easy. But I think you're not going to go wrong with just um, living real before your kids in that way. Yes. And so those are some some principles yeah that's so helpful
2: uh, i even now i would say i love it when my parents who are in their 70s are sharing with me things that they're learning in the word ways that they've been convicted of their sin mm-hmm. right it just gives me freedom to be in process and yeah. if we're in process out loud with our kids it gives them freedom to be in process yes and that's where we're all at yeah so let's just Be real about it, right? Yeah, I love it
0: because our faith, our relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit's inside of us, so it's a living faith. It's active, it's changing us, it's transforming us in the image of Christ. Why wouldn't we let our kids in on that? Like I've heard it said that when they do these studies, right, of, you know, does the next generation follow? and the Christian faith of their parents, often a key marker of that or a key trend is when parents lived out their faith, confessing and repenting uh, in appropriate, age-appropriate ways, but letting their kids see that because it's real. He's the king of our life. Why wouldn't we let him see that? So I love this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. How about switching gears? So thinking about that we're in process, Uh, Jesus is king, we need him most of all. How about in the arena of marriage? So every couple's different, right? And I know we're on a podcast right now, but when do you know, as a married couple, husband and wife, when do you know you're doing well? And I don't mean perfect, I mean like for you guys, when are you flourishing, when are you thriving? When do you know you're not doing well? And then how do you work through that together in your marriage? What does that look like? What does that sound like?
1: I think the short answer is we're afforded certain advantages of being married 30 plus years, right? But so today we, we kind of know when we're doing well and mm-hmm. we know when we're not
2: doing well. We really know when we're not doing well. <laughs> I think every married couple knows when they're really not doing well. You know, that feeling like you're disconnected, you're misunderstanding each other. You're, you feel irritated at each other. You're just, you look at the other person and you're like, I don't really like you in this moment. You know,
0: I love you, but I don't like you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So we definitely know when we're not doing well. Usually, um, I think Rick sometimes recognizes it more quickly than I do. And so Mm. often, he will be the first to check in and say, Hey, I feel Mostly. like something is a little off. Yeah, sometimes I do too, but a lot of times it's him. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really glad that he's wired that way because it's really helpful to me because I'm like, Oh yeah, you know? Um, and so sometimes it'll be like, hey, did I, I, I just, we feel like at a sync. Did something happen? I'm not aware of, did we, did it? did I do something to offend you? And which generally leads into a conversation of some way that we misunderstood each other. We misunderstood someone's intentions. We said something to embarrass the other person in front of another person or, you know, all those things that happen in marriage. And um, we learned some pretty good conflict resolution skills. We've been to a counseling a few times and that's helped, you know, yeah. when we couldn't quite get through something and needed some outside help. Yep. Um, but we're, we're, and, and now, like Rick said, after 30 years, you fight quick, like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of nice. Mm. <laughs> you you kind of recognize the things more mm. quickly and you, you get to resolution a little bit more quickly. So all you young married people hang in there because <laughs> it really pays off yes. when you get to be old,
1: older and married. Yeah, and I don't know how intentional it was, but I think we developed a habit, you know, several years ago, of keeping accounts short. Yeah. Uh, I think we we just don't go to bed angry, which means uh. sometimes we go to bed late.
2: <laughs> sometimes we go to bed not quite to you know like in sync though you know that yeah that like on feeling, a spectrum this is what we call it you know that feeling when you're laying in bed and you're just very aware of where the other person is in bed and or then the queen bed you know, someone extends kings. that's right we only have a queen bed someone extends the <laughs> <can't say> it. <laughs> what is yeah. it that?
1: of reconciliation.
2: Yeah, someone when, when one person extends the toe of reconciliation. You know what that is? Uh, Have you ever had that feeling? Are we the only people that do this?
0: I didn't know that before this, like, but now I'll never yeah, forget. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, yeah, no, just like that physical connection, and, that. Yeah. and then it's like, okay, you know, we're fine. And sometimes it's as simple as that. Just, yeah. I recognize that we're just, we're not all feeling lovey-dovey, but mm-hmm. let's just connect on the fact that we're not really connecting right now, and that that's okay. Yeah. Like. Tomorrow's another day. We love each other. We're committed to each other. Yeah.
0: yeah. I love, like, I know it can look different in different marriages, but just what you said earlier, Rick, God's word is clear to us as husbands to live with our wives in an understanding way. So then, like, how do you flesh that out? How do you live on that? And I love hearing that you're the one that takes the initiative to say, hey, not, all, not always, but hey, are we not in sync And right Are we not in unity? And then to work through that together. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I think
1: that it's it is far too easy to par to make that a parody, right? Like like yeah. I'm just going to apologize to you in the morning because I know by the end of the day I'll have done something wrong, right? So it's easy to sort of, you know, make that a parody. But I think there is something. Maybe it goes back to the comment of being blockheads. I just think that, you know, it's not about it's not always about who is in, in, in the debit and the credit column, who's right, who's wrong. It, mm-hmm. it is about. Um, about creating an environment so that you both can be honest and confess sins to one another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just if, if you, Mr. Man, right, wait until <laughs> she's going to say something, then that just 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 play the initiative and just just bring it up sooner than later. Hard conversations are hard, but they're a lot easier if you get them over over and done with. Yep. Yeah, it's
0: biblical to say, be a man. That's right in scripture, so be a man. Yeah, okay. How about, I had a question I wanted to ask you. So with kind of the, what's informing or framing my question is John seventeen seventeen, where Jesus prays for the, those who will believe in him for all time, right? Including us right here, right now at Gresham Bible Church. And John seventeen seventeen, Jesus is praying for his believers and says, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. So I want to help, as a church family, always learn from each other and give God glory and hear of God's faithfulness in terms of your walk with the Lord. What have been some habits or patterns or discipline in terms of your walk with the Lord and God's Word? What were just some things that can look different for different people, but for Rick and Amy Campbell, what are some habits around God's Word that have been
1: fruitful or beneficial in your life? Well, I, I know that I have grown significantly in my late 40s, mid-late 40s, in cultivating um, God's Word in a way that I didn't think I, 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 didn't think I did in the, the previous decade or, or even 20 years prior to that. And what I mean by that is just simply I think God's Word got in me in, in, a, in a level of belief that I just maybe didn't have when I was younger. And the way that, that I fostered that was really practical things, and that is, I think the, the, the thing that stands out is recognizing when I don't desire God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that happens, frankly, more often than I would like to admit. I mean, yeah. I love God, and I love his word, and I've loved him most of my life, but I do recognize in these later years, these recent years, that I want to love Him more, hmm. and I, and God in His kindness, when I just confess that to Him, even out loud, in the privacy of my study in my home, to say, Lord, I'm I'm going to stretch. Um, and this this will be of no surprise to anybody who hears us next. It usually comes when I'm like desperate. Yep. Because when you're enjoying the sunshine and there's not a whole lot of problems going on, then it's, you don't recognize you're in a stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just simply have found great, if I can even use the word success, but, but God's faithfulness, and, and maybe that's the better word, right? Is to say, Lord, I want to want you. Yeah. So if I wanted you, I wouldn't have to pray it, but I, I'd rather listen to somebody else tell me what they've learned from your word than going than getting the you know Hmm. getting the 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 main line right. And so, um, there were a number of times in my in my in my job where I would um, pray, Lord, I need you to really. Warm me up, like really sustain me, comfort me, because I'm I'm feeling nervous and I'm feeling anxious mm. about and then fill in the blank, and so um, one of the things I do when I find and it, it happens probably I don't know once every six or eight weeks I wake up and I'm like Lord I don't want you but I want to want you and so I will read out loud Psalm one nineteen yes and it takes me about twenty minutes to read out loud Psalm one nineteen and. Those of you who know Psalm 119, it's the first stanza is not that much different than the last stanza. But it's like mm-hmm. 160 some verses, right? And there's something about hearing God's word in your own voice, in confessional and in desperation and in honesty. Yes. That just that really helps me. And then the other thing that has probably about 10 years ago is I I got the Fireverse app on my phone. Okay. And so. I don't have. I've got a bunch of fighter verses, but I I couldn't recite them all to you. But I'm meditating on them, so Mm -hmm. I am memorizing them. But I I couldn't stand up in church and just recite thirty verses. But they're in there, and I. Yeah, they're part of my regular. That's such a
0: powerful prayer, Lord. I want to want you. That's yeah, that's powerful. Amy, how about for you?
2: Um, Rick, actually, also one thing that you kind of taught me, hun, was um, listening to the Bible on audio. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I I will do that when I'm walking or in the car or something. There's something about the way it strikes your ear is different than the way you read it. I don't know. Sometimes things stand out differently. Um, I love God's word. And one thing that the Lord has been so kind to give me in recent years is um, just memorizing scripture and um, I'll memorize a chunk of scripture and I find that it's the best way to meditate on God's word. You know, you just, you're just in it. I'll, I often just, when I'm in the car usually is when I memorize mm-hmm. scripture. Sometimes I do it in the, my time in the word as well, but a lot of times when, it, when I'm driving and um, it just, there's something about rehearsing the truth that is so sweet and the lord brings it up and all these it's like when you you get a new car and then you see that same car everywhere else you know on the road um the same thing can happen when you're memorizing scripture you just yeah you find that part of god's word everywhere around you and god starts building connections you know and i hope that like when i'm old and senile that what comes out of my mouth is not profanity, but God's worth yeah. it. Because like yes. I can't, Love it. I can't oh, yeah. sit here and recite to you like Revelations five. You know, I don't necessarily, I can't keep it in long-term memory. But there's something in there that even short-term is helpful for me. Mm-hmm. That it's worth doing, and I'm praying that God will just keep that in the long-term bank at some point. As yes. Long, you know. Yeah. But um, every once in a while, one of those verses, you know, will will pop out. But I feel like even even if I don't remember it forever, just the the for the time, the season that I am memorizing that that passage, it's helpful. Yeah. yeah,
0: and this is such a helpful conversation as a church family to help shepherd one another, equip one another, strengthen one another in the faith. With what does it look like? With how we're learning and being formed by god's word yeah so yeah thanks so how about as we draw our conversation to a close so last question i wanted to ask you guys is what is a verse or passage in god's word that's been particularly important or meaningful to you lately and maybe briefly why
2: when i read this question that you were going to ask Mike, i was i said to rick i said i feel so funny about this because like i don't know what to say i you know it's interesting I would like to say, and sometimes there are seasons, right, where God is really, there's some verse that's really sticking out to you, or some passage of scripture, or some thing he's really teaching you. And there are other times, even when you're regularly in God's word, where there's nothing really on the forefront, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're kind of just making deposits into an account, (laughs) and um, you're not necessarily hearing from the Lord in any necessarily special way, right? So... I don't really have an answer to, to be honest, Um, which sounds very like, you know, I don't know, unspiritual, but I think that's probably where most of us live, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so there, there are times when, and those times are sweet, man, when the Lord is really just revealing something to you personally, that is just, there's really nothing better than that when that comes from the word and the Holy Spirit but I don't really have an answer for you right now.
0: I think about what you said earlier, you love really good food. I feel like it's it's like that when you have that time in God's word, it's like the best meal you've had in a year and it just becomes alive. You're like, oh, but it's not always like that. So yeah. Yep. Rick, how about for you?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, when you ask what's your favorite verse and it's, or what's your favorite book of the Bible, whatever I'm currently reading. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that's probably sounds like a pious answer, but, it does. I, it does. <laughs> but but I, think, I think there's an error on the side of, um, of God's Word and, and um, cultivating that, right, and fostering that and, and leading your heart instead of your heart leading you. Uh, but in my—one of the fighter verses that I have, I just looked it up, and it, John 5.39 says, You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. And then it goes on to say yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life Hmm. so we we ought to be cultivating a love for god's word and when when i do say i want to want you i think i just recognize that it's it's through god's word that i get to want him right yeah through god's word but not just that it's it's worship it's Mm -hmm. it's coming together that's why it's been so wonderful to um i sort of feel like like Monday through Saturday, we're working and working, and Saturday we die, and then Sunday we get resurrected because we get hmm. resurrected to the body of Christ. That's beautiful. So so I think that that, that verse is helpful, a reminder to me um, that I want to grow in actually loving Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to grow not in head knowledge, but certainly head knowledge is an avenue to get to know him Mm -hmm. but
0: Mm. yeah it's like throwing logs on the fire um yeah yeah i've so enjoyed this discussion today thanks for your willingness to come on and be vulnerable and transparent and just share um how god's been faithful in your lives in so many ways so yeah thank you yeah Yeah. So thanks for joining us today on Life Together. We'd love to hear from anybody with questions or feedback, or maybe if you have any ideas for a future episode or maybe something you just want to hear discussed on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you on that. And you can do that again by reaching out to me at mike at GreshamBible.org. Thanks, Gresham Bible Church. And until next time, have a great week.